0: right, guys, what is going on and welcome back to the Tipped Out Podcast with your hosts Brandon Palmer and Danny Christie. What's going on Danny, how are you bud? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing well man, just sitting out back, uh, watching the sun go down man. How's uh, frosty New York? Is the weather any better today?
1: Uh, No, not really. We got some rain this afternoon, kept the course pretty quiet, but uh, (laughs) luckily still been able to give some lessons uh, indoors.
0: Hey, there we go. I forgot. Is you uh? Do you hey there? You're back. Uh, do you guys have like at, at which place? St. Lawrence.
1: No, at um, just. Oh yeah, your boy. Home studios.
0: Home studios. We love that. But uh, home studios, man. Speaking of Jordan Spieth, looking like he cooked that backswing drill up at home. That's a, it's a wild maneuver, man. That's another feel versus real right there, right? That's crazy.
1: It is crazy, man. I remember uh, Zach Barrett said said it well. Shout out to one of our sports betting analysts, Zach Barrett. Um, he said, I just remember watching Spieth's um, intro or his rehearsal and being like, man, that is, that's that's weird, man. But Zach then proceeded to say, well, whatever he's doing, it's got to be – something that's accomplishing it's got to be an exaggerated something that's accomplishing something good in his swing he's got great instructors he's not doing the wrong thing so um I think that was well said and for a lot of people that were I mean countless people coming through the pro shop you'd see what is he doing Mm -hmm. clearly clearly it's working
0: yeah I think that's what really can be some um unusual or odd-looking things that'll just really give you the best kind of feel or result for whatever it may be. I mean, all it is is an exaggeration so that, you know, we remember it a little bit more clearly or th- so that our mind exaggerates the thought of what we're trying to execute for him. I think it's, uh, I'm trying to remember it in my head exactly. I think he, what does he do? It goes up a little more away from him, lays it off kind of late. I don't know. Is that what it looks like? It's a little
1: loop. Yes. It's like, to be honest, I get caught up with the end. Like, that's the thing I remember the most, which, which he makes kind of like a an over-the-top move, if you'll say, where he just does a little rehearsal of the club kind of coming out yeah. a little bit before it goes down, which I'm, I'm guessing is to stop him from getting too dumped under. I guess he might be coming too much Yeah. I mean, um, uh, and, I've, yeah. and then the last part, the, what you were just mentioning is, yeah, it looks like he comes, maybe gets a little more feeling of width, and then yeah. – lays it at the top which is interesting but
0: I don't know I mean I definitely think from the little bit you know been girl over him and a little bit I've uh analyzed of his swing and based on his misses I think I mean that is his miss right is he he gets a little dumped under and just hits kind of a push block with driver um I know that's hurt him down the stretch at and some tournaments and some big events so I think you know that is just an exaggeration for him to feel more on plane or it might feel over the top. I know myself, who my first move used to be arms like straight down, get stuck on the side of the body. Now you either flip it or you just stack and hang on, and that's the block. So I don't know. I've definitely exaggerated that before too, like feeling like the right shoulder is and the initial move or the left arm pulls my my chest open through impact. Like we've, you have to exaggerate certain feels to get you uh, back to neutral or back to zero or however you want to say it. Um, you know, it's like when you're learning to play the game, usually we start with a slice. A good instructor will teach you to hook it, and then you learn to hit it straight. Like that's that's how I went through it. I know a lot of people have done the same. then there's a lot of people still slicing it out there. Um, You have to go from one extreme to the other and then find the middle ground. I I think is sometimes the easiest or the most, the most rewarding because you you don't want to just like only be able to know how to hit one shot or be stuck using one shot or for many right now, they have one shot shape, whether it be a hook or a slice. And then they just try and play for that. And usually they're playing for it in the wrong way. You know, usually they're, opening their stance more or closing more, and they usually have to do the opposite. So that's why it, it is so crucial to have a trained eye look every now and then, um, or even at least film with the right camera angles. But nonetheless, man, I think it's uh, so individual. It's it's so feel-based, and it's such a hot thing. And you might see them next week on tour doing the exact opposite. Like, I feel like once you have a feel – you just got to play with it. And that's one of our, one of our senior instructors at the Academy says that all the time. Like you only get that certain feeling like that I've got it, or this is the it factor for a couple rounds a week, maybe two weeks max, like play the most golf you can when you have the right feeling. Don't, don't go to the range and try and work on something when you've got the it right now. Like that's what he's got. You know, he's had a lot going on and he's back on top. You know, it's, it's awesome to see uh he's done a lot of great work Cameron McCormick's done great work I don't know I listened to a podcast before and I think you maybe went to a couple different people but just so yeah. cool man you're a golfer it's just good stuff
1: I think that's that's um really relatable what you just mentioned uh where you only get that feel for so long like I I feel like the trend typically when you're working through something or you're trying to counteract one miss that you're struggling with is it's kind of like a little spectrum of, okay, here's the bad end of, of me hitting this, the hook or whatever it is. All right. Now I'm rehearsing this feel and it's starting to feel better. And my hooks turning into a draw. And now all of a sudden I'm hitting it straight. Oh, now I'm hitting some fades. And then it's like, there's a zone there where it's good and it feels great. And then, at some point it might start going the other way where you start slicing it or something. So um, that is probably one of the most interesting and relatable aspects of the golf game for sure. I
0: really, I really think so. The, pro, the pros are the same way. I mean, look who wins and how they win. It's, you know, every so often have a great event or just be lucky or that's their favorite spot. But like, usually guys are trending. They, they usually trend in both good and bad directions and, it's the same for us. Most golfers just may not play frequently or practice frequently enough um, like the pros do to be able to see those subtle things. And that's the biggest thing, dude. We don't lose our swing. Like, it's still there. All we're losing is, uh, like, if it's for pressure reason, it's just hidden under mental, mental fog, uh, which is, like, you know, they call professor mind and monkey mind, um, two different categories of how we compartmentalize, like, stress on the golf course. But then the other part is, like, the little nuances of Tiger being, you know, being back. And he's one of the greatest people with his hands on a golf course. His hands just aren't there right now. Like those little shots, those touchy feelies, like knowing how much it, it rolls out in certain things and just how much you can turn the face over. And those things take time. And uh, that's why, like, short game is so harped on for high handicappers is because it's like – really where the most shots come from and the most confidence I think comes from too. Like, you can get it off the tee. And I mean, if I'm driving the ball, well, it's usually going to trickle down into the rest of my game. Um, But like Spie said, he won without a putter this week, you know, like that's, that's incredible for him, for his game to be where it's at. Like for him to think that he can win without a putter. I mean, he won when he was putting the best out of anybody yep. on two. That means for he's doing
1: to- really good. <laughs>
0: Like, that's crazy. Like, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. So. Um, now, I, I kind of want to jump into um, a little bit of a different area here where this is going to be a question kind of to you. And I just want to, you know, go back and forth and talk about this um, aspect that I've noticed um, working with somebody that I work with. Um, the shoulders address the person's shoulders like to stay open hard for him to square them. Now, one way that you could square them is move the ball back. Essentially. I almost wonder, he's got something weird going on where it almost seems like his, uh, his left arm or his like, he's like restricted in some way. It's like, he's tight. Maybe on his left side, his left arm's shorter than his right. I don't know, but he has a really hard time feeling comfortable in shoulder square, what would you say for that? I'm, I'm going to say kind of areas that I see maybe could be the cause, and and, and but you go ahead.
0: Uh, so, just after looking at the video of the of the swing and the move here, um, there's a couple of things that I see. So one, it's going to be that the the hips are closed. So I think it's an exaggeration of, uh, you know, like trying to correct that, you know, the lower body's going one way, the mind knows he's going one way and then the upper body's doing something else. Uh, the other piece of that I think is just the, um, the part in the setup with the hips being a little bit too under, I think that just gets the shoulders set in back. And the last piece would be, uh, yeah, like if the ball is too far forward, that's usually going to make the, the shoulders want to kind of set open. The last thing I thought would make the, the shoulders close more would be such a strong grip, that lead hand, that, that shoulder being internally rotated, the palm being pronated, and then the uh, elbow, like I thought, maybe be pointing high and you know to the right of the target, but it's almost more uncomfortable, strong grip and the open shoulders. Um, it could also be the biggest and last kind of culprit I see here is the shoulder levels. It looks like, I can't tell about the hips, but it looks like lead shoulder and trail shoulder are almost kind of the same starting height. And so what that's going to do is of course set more weight lead side. It's going to open the shoulders preset, you know, the, the sternum a little more left. um, and that will be really uncomfortable and definitely change his backswing as hips are closed to that and the shoulders are open. So uh,
1: I don't know if that aligns with what you saw or already work with. But. but I feel like I've gotten him into situations where he should, in my mind I'm looking at it, like how can, can you not get your shoulders square and get that, that right hand on the club. But it's like he almost can't reach the club, which is interesting, with his right hand. It's like his chest gets in the way or something. Yeah. So I just, well, no, it's because his grip is
0: so strong, man. His lead dumb is all the way on the side, so it makes his trail arm have to be so under. Like it literally is too far away from him. Man, like, that's, like it that's could a, be a little. A good take for sure. A lot more in in the center, like not center, but you know what I mean. Like, if if he uh, neutralizes his grip and gets the club a little less out in front of him, like, towards the target. Yeah. Then that will square the shoulders more as well. But it has to start with, like, the hips being a little more back. Yeah. Yeah. And then that will just give him a little more front bend. I mean, it it just goes – I mean, any player goes back to this, especially if you go from, like, on the range to then, like, you're watching them play some holes or you're on course now. You have to, like, let them make some swings. But always in setup, you know, we're reminding them the keys of it. But as soon as he hits a good one, like, or you almost like, you just can't let him keep swinging if all these things are off. Like, of course we have to progress and like go somewhere. Start with something you can't fix at all, but like in setup you can because they're not really hitting ball. So like, you know, you fix the grip to where it's going to actually work for him, or like at least be able to reach the club. Then then you fix shoulders, and you make his hips stay back. Then you do slow motion swings or just feel positions. And then you go into like what we've done and you, you know, tee the ball up or you set it up and then you just hit little chip shots feeling, you know, like square to square still. And then you just make it larger and larger. You know, like we talked about, go from pitching to then full swing. And then, you know, then you add speed. But like it's just tough because this will happen on the range too. It's like you hit a really good one because you set them up just how you wanted. And then they'll get so excited. They tee another one. They go back to their old shit and they hit one bad, then they hit another one bad, and and you're just trying to talk, and they're just, like, hitting. You can't, like, it's really tough to just be, like, yo, like, chill, or, like, don't have any balls out, or just have ball in hand and then tee them up or show them and then go. Like, you don't want to be the instructor that hits 60 balls to the student hitting one, but, like, showing people does actually work, I've found. Um, And they want to make sure you can do it, and they also see it. But what's tough is, like, being face to face with somebody and doing the grip in front of them. So it's actually backward. So like when I try and show things now, I get people like next to me, like we're yeah. both face. So then they're both, we're mimicking the moves. Then we'll get in a mirror. Then we'll kind of go face to face. And I, you know, it's just always asking them if they get it. Um, but yeah, it does. It is tough, like flipped like mirror image. Um, yeah.
1: So I just want to add on to what you just brought up. Very good points. Um, And I feel like that's somewhere almost that that I struggle with or need to improve is is it's very easy to almost get caught up, move move too fast yourself or get caught up in where the students trying to go. Yep. With you know, accommodating their wants and needs, but also trusting yourself and understanding, okay, this is what needs to be changed first. We can't race to here before we're here and, and that's definitely somewhere something that that you need to be very solid and good about as an instructor so i think that's well said and i think that's an area of, of improvement for myself
0: that, that's huge and i mean I, i've learned a lot about that in these past couple months and like that's why um that's why we like don't let the kids choose things because they just don't know yet even though i would love to think they do know or like that i thought i somewhat knew things at that age or like all this kids that you know, a five handicap, he knows. But like, some of them don't, man. Some of them are just young and talented, and they, you know, they're here all the time. So we put them in the right positions. Others get it and they learn and they do it for themselves. But like, it doesn't matter how old you are or how long you've golfed. Sometimes people just don't learn the right things, or they just chase those tips or the the hot takes, and that's really what it is. Usually, is like, oh no, I just want to hit a draw. Well, why? Oh, it goes farther. But like. You know, maybe, like, of course it does technically, but, like, maybe not how you're doing it or your natural swing isn't a draw or you're just setting up for a hook or, like, you know, they they, they honestly don't know. And sometimes they do, and as instructors, we'll make the wrong call from time to time or, like, bark up the wrong tree, and then, then you just adjust. Like, that's, that's normal. That's our job. But it's also our job, like you said, to know when to push and pull and, like, let them take the reins a little bit or to know, like, in the book um, with Hank Haney and Tiger, I, I what is it, The Big Miss? He said, like, he would have to trick Tiger into thinking it was idea, his idea just for Tiger to utilize it. Like, sometimes you're going to have to do that with a student or uh, yeah, anybody, a student, anyone. Um, but it's so crucial, dude, that, like, we slow the student down or just – that's really what it is. Slow them down, but then, you know, yeah. tell them –
1: you got to be able to, to I, one thing I found the most in you got to be able to control the, the pace almost or control. Yeah. I mean, you're in charge is the thing. And, and that's something that I think that's almost the thing I struggle with most is like, I'm a pretty passive, you know, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Like I'm right. Re- I can rock with anything or, you know, whatever, you know me, but yeah. you got to be in charge. You have to, you have to have some sort of, of command and, and, Assertiveness, yeah, for sure. Yeah, assertiveness yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, if you- go ahead. Go no. ahead.
0: No, I just it is so crucial, and it's I think it's once you have that understanding, it's really about communication, like finding out what their goals are, um, how quick they want to do that, and then you just kind of bring them down to earth. If they're like, "Yo, I'm a 40 handicap and I want to be scratch," like, "Yo, buddy, like this has got to be the gym. This has got to be mental. You got to practice six days a week." If they can't do that, then say, hey, this isn't realistic. If you wanna just hit it better and more consistent and you play a couple times a week or a year or at a corporate outing, like if your goal is just to you know, learn the sport for business or whatever, like we gotta do that. But you gotta have clear goals, and that's with anything. And so I think any I think people alike, doesn't matter who they are as a golfer, but people in general can understand that like once you have direction and goals you can follow it but like do we practice with our students for four to six weeks on just the first three steps of the backswing but you have to learn grip aim and posture first like once you realize that the pros are so good just because their grip aim and posture 90 percent of the time is so spot on that they can just think about the wind the release they want to use, and where they want to land the ball, and that's all they worry about. For us amateurs, it's tough because we think about how many knuckles do I need to see, my first step of the swing, what my right knee's got to do, the top of the swing, the downswing feel, uh, where the weight is in the through swing. And then you get up over that and you didn't think about the yardage, the slope, the wind, the lie. Like We didn't think about any of that. And yet we still took two minutes to hit it. Or you get up there so quick with no analyzation and just the innate ability to hit the golf ball. So it's like you got you can't have one or the other. You gotta have a strong mental mind, a good course management, and physical ability as well as technical ability. The like golf is extremely hard. But yeah. that, it's simple that. And so slowing them down, staying in control without being A control freak or you know like you can be passive um but yeah it's just about being sure of yourself and i think as young instructors and usually teaching older people with with wealth with knowledge with time under their belt in the game like it does take a little bit of time to feel comfortable in that and like that's just time teaching because the methods that I have in my mind, uh, or not even methods or philosophies, uh, you know, it's the junction of all things we are learning. Uh, it just seems far more efficient, and I, I'm I'm very confident in my ability to like see something and, and know how to fix it or help it, yeah. without it just being a band aid. Like if you want a band aid fix, I, that's easy. Like I can, I can put lipstick on a pig just for you to feel good about yourself. You know, a couple nights a week at league. Um, but if you want to get way better as a player, like you have to understand certain things about the game and what the lie does to the ball, and like what the wind does, and how many yep. miles per hour wind. It just it all depends on their goals. That's what it comes down to: how good they want to be, how far they want to hit it, um, how much time do they have to practice. Yep. You know, little mental things go a long way too. Course management's huge. If you if you're lazy, but you want to get better, like. Think about how well you think your way around a golf course, or you know, read a couple of course management books. I guarantee you, you'll shave a couple of strokes right there. Like that's yep. as
1: simple as that. What What would you say three most common problems are that lead to open shoulders at address? Or maybe not three mo You know what I mean? Just let's go in yeah. that direction. Where real quick value. Um, misinformed
0: their actual target like not lining up behind the ball and picking an intermediate target Um, and then immediately too that stems from not knowing your target from behind the ball uh, improper alignment of the lower body I'd say because I feel like a big correction is just now trying to one stand taller the shoulders get more level that presets the shoulders open um and then because of the lower body is so shut we stand up and look over our lead shoulder and that's usually what makes us kind of preset the shoulders open. Um and then I would say 3 would be I would say mismatching of grip, like just having a misinformed and actually just mismatched grip for what shot shape and what setup they currently have. Like it's just uncomfortable and um probably really in the palm as well like that would you know they really try and incorporate body when the hands aren't comfortable on the club like your boy might be having such a strong grip and it's gripped down like we talked about it's yep. not the heel head it's on top he grips he yep. grips uh um, palm and then over top so then when that happens it goes palmy gets the shoulders open and then from there, I mean, that's why another culprit I can think of why his arms are so kind of tucked and he's standing up with a chest, like he's trying to get his power from the chest. Um, and it's you know we got to utilize those hands as very quick levers. It doesn't yeah. have to be as weak hands and flippy whippy. Flippy is a terrible word. I'm sorry, Mister Ben Hogan. But like I've, I'm reading one of his books right now, and that's like all it is, man. Just. Roll the hands open and roll them back through as fast as possible. Amateurs just roll their hands open and never close them. That's why the face is miles open. But So, yeah, I will just say misinformed and misaligned uh, and then just improper grip. So all those things pertain to before we actually move the club away. So there's three easy things right there, or not even easy, but three things that can be totally game-changing for you. Yeah. Like life-changing in terms of golf grip aim posture gotta gotta have it consistent so we know where our miss actually is coming from it's not you know it could just be misaligned that's usually what it is right i mean my most strugglesome some rounds dude. my feet are just 40 yards right like it's just and that can just be how i'm literally walking into the golf ball and you know uh feel versus real just like spieth back to the rbc man it's uh feel versus real it's not the same for everybody but it certainly uh has a rhyme or reason usually when it's coming from that much of you know backed and knowledgeable
1: instruction right definitely uh, all i'd like to add um i know you said it earlier i just kind of want to compound it is shoulders being open a lot of times also has to do with shoulder levels um that's really, I mean, and it ties into the way you look at the, at your target. Um, it's huge tracing the uh, target line with your eyes looking sideways. It also helps you add tilt. Basically, as soon as we start looking and turning our head, we start to open up, our shoulders start to level out. And then that hand starts to reach around and, uh, yeah. and, and grab the club instead of realizing it can kind of come from more under feeling. And, and that helps you just keep the shoulders square.
0: Hundred percent. I couldn't agree more, and that's uh, yeah. I, I really like that idea. So that's another thing, guys. We linked below if you guys are checking this out on YouTube. I don't know if we can link something like this in Spotify, uh, but Danny and I just came out with like a an email list for you guys so that you can stay up to date on all things in terms of whatever discounts of awesome companies we work with. Uh, just staying up to date on when we post, and then of course. Uh, anything we come out with like, are going to be our instructional free ebooks and stuff like that. So the next piece of this, I know Danny didn't allude too much about the swing or we didn't show uh, what client he's talking about, but big thing. So if you guys are interested in kind of getting your swing broken down or analyzed or would like us to go over it, I feel like we could really do that, some screen share stuff. Uh, it's just all about gaining more knowledge. So send your swings in. Click this link below, guys, if you're checking it out on YouTube or if this is a clip on Instagram right now. Click that link. Subscribe to the newsletter. You guys will never miss another episode, discount, or tip from us again. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Right I, I up, just want to, I-
1: because I, I was just curious and realized, how would people send us their swing? Are they going to access have access to our email by joining the uh, the page, or is it going to be a send it to us on Instagram at tipped out?
0: Yeah, so we can do it any way. So we can do it through Instagram, but they also will, through clicking that link, uh, it's going to take you to a landing page where you can throw your email in. Right at the very bottom of that, we'll have all our social media and our email. So you can send the swing right to the email. Uh, Once you load or once you kind of subscribe to the email list, I can send you an email as well. So multiple ways. Check it out on the Instagram. Shoot us a follow, question all your swing there and the same thing with the uh, tipped out DCBP at Gmail. If you guys are looking to send some swings
1: over, we'd we'd love to work with you guys and just uh, chop it up, talk things. It's free. Uh, It's a no brainer. If you're someone who who likes to get after it, listens to the podcast, clearly if you're listening a lot, you want to improve, send it in. You're going to get a free analysis of it. um, And it's going to be great. Just content speaking on that term and then – you know find one of us if you live nearby and you can all of a sudden take that analysis and turn it into the correct drills to you know neutralize your weakness and improve from there
0: that's the that's the biggest thing about these analyzations guys is like it's just about having the baseline or the the ground zero from where to start or where to go with your swing like I'm not just going to tell you all the things you do bad. We're not just going to harp on the things that you need to improve on. It's it's going to be the things you do well, uh, in that regard too. Like so, this, this could be putting. This could be short game. Uh, this could be full swing. We could do a full bag analysis. You hit us up. Let us know what you want to do, and we can go from there. But uh, other than that, incredible stuff from Jordan Spieth. So happy he's back on the totem pole, and uh, back maybe. Back in the top ten, is it? I believe it is. Yeah, awesome. Let's go. My boy. And then, of course, Incredible Masters. We've already talked about that. Great stuff. Incredible Sunday. And uh, subscribe to the email list, guys. It's incredible seeing more numbers of you guys. Download, listen to, view, share, comment on these uh, episodes we've been doing. It's been a blast for us so far. We want to bring you way more guests. If you guys want to be a guest or you have a guest in mind, someone you guys like to listen to look up to uh get some knowledge from let us know about that too we are so open to learn and have people on so i don't know man what else you got for us dan
1: i think that's it uh all i all i'd like to point out too is you know practice your chipping because i feel like i know speed hit a lot of greens and i know how great he hit it but i swear there was five or six different instances where i looked up and he was hitting some sort of little wedge shot and he hit each and every one. I never saw him hit one outside of like a putter length, like a putter's grip length away. It was incredible. So, You know, the
0: better you get at chipping, the
1: better you're going to be at putting. Yep, Amen to that. Alright, BP, that was that was a good one, man.
0: Signing off, brother. Peace and love.
1: Peace and love. Catch you guys Contraband got that dope. Sometimes I don't feel right. New girl on my face, she she neither,
0: Stop talking, I'm breaking the bank, yeah.